1: Hey everyone
2: Leonard Kim here and what a wonderful day it is. I went over to McDonald's a little bit earlier. I looked at their two for five dollar special. I asked for a quarter pounder and guess what? They said the quarter pounder wasn't part of the special even though it was right there on the wall of the actual McDonald's. It was like the most heartbreaking thing I ever saw. I even asked to talk to a manager and they're like nope we're sticking to that. So I had to tweet about it. But hey, right now, today, we have a wonderful guest. Her name's Karen C. She's been working in digital marketing for a while. She's one of the best graphic designers out there. She designed the book cover, my book cover. She designed my uh, business cards she basically designed my entire life. What she's been doing recently is dabbling into a world of writing. Like I've been telling her to write for probably the last four years. And she's like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to write or not. I don't know. Then one day she's like, you know what? I'm actually just going to do it. And within the last month, she's racked up over 60,000 views on her content. 60,000 people saw what she was writing. It's like, who can get 60,000 views out of nowhere? It's someone who wanted to write for four years and just decided to not listen to my advice until now. So, Catherine, why don't you take us through a little bit about your journey on um, getting into this writing thing?
3: Hey, everyone. I'm Sarah. And thanks, Lenny. Um, yeah, so I decided to start writing after an event that really changed my life about three months ago. Um, Tell us more about that. So long- Long story short, I was at the concert in Las Vegas, the Route Ninety One Harvest Festival, the country concert with my girlfriend Michelle, and um, I'm sure everybody's heard there was one. It was one of the biggest mass shootings in America that happened at that concert, and um. that you know I've never really been religious. Uh, I am spiritual, but. Whatever happened to me that whole weekend really changed my perspective on life and just like, you know, there's like something out there, bigger. I believe in energy as well, but it didn't, it wasn't until this event that really got me thinking how important our energy is and how much it really does affect, you know, our lives. And... So what happened was, you know, I, there was something so profound that saved me completely from going to the concert on Sunday night. And, you know, Michelle ended up going alone. And right before, um, you know, right before the shooting, I actually left the Las Vegas at 9.30 p.m. I started driving out and, uh, you know, and Michelle was one of the first ones shot one of the first ones shot before the music even stopped. So it was like the drastic um, outcomes between us just really, you know, it got, it it was unsettling and I just started seeking answers. You know, um, I went through a series of a lot, you know, I was depressed the first two months and I decided to pull myself out of that. And I just started doing a lot of self-reflection Um, I started really doing a lot of soul-searching. I started realizing that the only way I'm going to pull myself out of this is to practice positive energy. And I started practicing positive energy. Like, it started with, starting in December, I was only allowing myself to think positively for one week. I was like, just one week, I'm not going to allow a single negative thought. That means I had to block out everything that happened to Vegas, even as guilty as I felt, you know. Um, because I didn't want to forget Michelle, but I needed to move on. And then I just wouldn't allow just any type of negativity into my head. And I realized after a week how profoundly it helped me. I huh. literally pulled myself out of my depression, out of my rut. And I felt my spirit just, you know, my life. I just felt just different. I just felt lighter. And on top of that, um, I started writing because I, after what happened in Vegas, I asked myself, I started thinking about one question. This question is, if I were gone tomorrow, if something were to happen to me and I would not be here tomorrow, would I regret not doing this? So this has become the question I started asking myself and I started reflecting upon. That's really made me change the way I make decisions. Um, so yeah, so going forward with writing, I was like, you know, life is so short because like, you know, my friend is gone just like that. And, um, it really makes you think just, you know, she had all these goals and passion. She was so smart and successful, but you know, all of a sudden she's gone. Like, what is the meaning? Like, you know, like I don't want to forget her, but when, you know, life moves on, I feel like, you know. This Vegas incident, nobody really talks about it in the news anymore. Like, nobody really, you know, everybody's just kind of forgotten about it. And so uh, I told myself I asked myself, if I were gone tomorrow, would I regret not telling my story? And I was like, yes, I will regret not telling my story. So I started mm-hmm. writing. And for the longest time, Leonard, you've been a big inspiration, you know, just oh, being able to you. write about your life. No, a big inspiration So this is how I met Leonard. I was actually asking a lot of questions on Cora, you know, back in the day about my startup and business. And Leonard gave me a lot of advice. And then we realized that we were both in L.A., so we decided to meet in person and discuss. And, you know, I wanted to meet with Leonard because he just was so open about writing about the good and the bad, just his life, what he's been through, you know. And I feel like he's helped so much people and so many so much because have related to him and, you know, have gotten that advice and know that they're not alone out there. And, you know, there's a lot of hope if you just have, like, you know, if you just try, right. And Leonard's TED talk about not letting fear stop you. You guys all have to listen to that. It's been great. And it's very true because what I've realized is, you know, you, yeah, it's like, I don't want to live in fear. I mean, even though what happened to me in Vegas and everything, like, yeah, this world, I feel helpless afterwards. This world's a scary place, you know, and I just don't even know anymore, but we're not, we can't live in fear, and then you realize how short life is, and if you realize, if you actually grasp that every day, you know, how blessed you are to be alive and how every day is such a gift, if you actually grasp that concept and accept it, I think you're going to really start making changes for yourself. So that's what happened. And, uh, yeah, so going back to Cora, Leonard's always been an inspiration, but I was always, like, very private. I never really wanted to share my story because, you know, I've been through a lot, and, you know, number one, I was just very ashamed of what I've been through. Um, You know, growing up, I had a very adverse childhood, and then that really affected my adulthood. So by the time I went, I got you know, I turned 21, I got myself trapped in a really abusive relationship, you know, for the next six years of my life, and it held me back, and I was always very, very ashamed of what I'd been through, because people look at me, they see somebody, you know, who's put together, you know, who has her, you know, life, like, I'm okay, you know, so you don't look at me and go like, oh, wow, this girl's been abused before, and So I decided, you know what, this is my story. I can't be ashamed of it. So I went on Quora and I decided, you know what, if I can even help somebody, you know, and let somebody know that they're not alone out there, I'm going to share my story, you know, I'm not, yeah, I don't want to be, it's my story. I don't want to be ashamed of it anymore. So hopefully I can help somebody.
2: Yeah, you should definitely not be ashamed of your story. I mean, that's basically who you are. Exactly.
3: Yeah, it's that's everything what I realized. About you. I, I I know. So I really, really did some reflection, and yeah, because for the longest time, I just I didn't want to say anything. Like you know, nobody really knew until I broke up with my ex. What I really went through, you know, I was so ashamed, and I kept everything inside of me. And I don't think that's good for my mind and spirit as well. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's okay oh, to feel story. ashamed too because like I remember when I started not making a lot of money and my life started going down the wrong track, like, I was so ashamed. I was so scared to tell people, hey, guys, I'm broke. I have nothing. I'm losing everything and I'm going to end up homeless and I'm living in the dark and without any electricity. I was like, nope, everything's fine. Everything's going great because I was so ashamed of what other people might think about me. And because I right. held on to that pride, like my life just kept falling further and further and further and further back till I got to the point where I'm like, I can't live this lie anymore. I just got to let people know exactly what it is and just own up to my story. And that's when things just kind of like trickled and just kind of brought me to wherever it is I am today and I think you're kind of going through that same transition right now where you're going out there, you're creating content, you're owning up to your entire life and people are like, wow, this girl, I respect through too.
3: I just, yeah, I feel like everybody's fighting their own battles, everybody has their own story, you know, Um, and it would be selfish of me to not share my journey, you know, what I've been through. And, yeah, just hopefully be able to inspire others to, like, share their stories too because my ultimate thinking is, like, you know, if I'm gone tomorrow and nobody knows me, you know, nobody knows what I went through except for, like, maybe my close friend, you know, but my voice was never heard. Um, so, yeah, that's the start of that, and I'm excited. So I, it's crazy. I don't know how I had, I didn't even know that was a lot, but I guess it is a lot. But yeah, I just started, so I'm excited.
2: (laughs) And you know what the interesting thing about it all is right after that happened, you came down and we sat together right after I got back from Texas and we had a chat. And I was like, you know, people don't get guided like that. People don't get signs that say, stay away from things that could put you into harm. And I mean, I've had signs like that. You've had signs like that. And I think the people who have those signs and indicators that keep them out of harm's way, where they get those strong feelings, those strong urges where they're like, don't go or stay away or you got to do this. And you're kind of escaping death. I mean, like greatness is within you. There's something that is keeping you alive because you have a mission in this world. And that mission for you is to go out there and share your story so others could avoid the same pitfalls. And guess what? You're going to be handsomely rewarded in that process as well. But you don't focus on the reward. You focus on going out there and making those changes. And by going out there and making those changes, everything is just going to fall into place. Like I, I remember when we first met. Like you were focused on building a business, but guess what? You don't even have to focus on building a business. You just have to focus on this core mission and the business will come in the end.
0: Right. Everything's just going to come and Mm
2: -hmm. fall into place. As long as you stay on the same path. I mean, look, one month of writing, you're all the way up at 60,000 views. I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, in my first month, I had 102 views on my content. You're doing what? 60 times better than I did when I jumped (laughs) out. 60 times better. And I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, people are actually interested
3: in my story. I'm like, wow, you know, like... And at the same time, I was like, I don't want to write about, like, negative stuff in my life, but, I mean, it's my life. I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, that I had to go through all that, but it is what it is, you know, and hopefully, you know, I try to always see the positive out of it. So, you know, in my stories, I'm always like, well, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, I always try to focus on the positive side of it because everything that you go through is an opportunity for you to lo- learn and grow from, Right. And then for me, it's like, yeah, you know, I went through a six-year abusive relationship, but I came out of it way stronger now. You know, I know what to avoid. Um, I know, you know, I've learned to be pickier about the people I surround myself with. And I just feel like, yeah, this relationship, but it's led me to now where I am friends with the people I'm friends with. I'm in the position where I am. And, you know, I'm actually proud of where I am right now.
2: And from knowing you for the last four or five years, I've really seen the improvement where you're just like, okay, I'm not really sure what I want to do. And now you're kind of on this mission where you're really just going out there and crushing it. And I believe 100% that your future is just going to lay itself out for you and everything's just going to fall into place. And you're going to be like, wow. I can't believe this happened. Like, I mean, for me, when after I was writing for about six months, I had like 2 million reads on my content. And if you told me, if you told me six months before I started writing, "Hey Leonard, you're gonna have two million reads on your content," I'd be like, "You're so full of it. There's no way in hell that's going to happen." But I see that these right. same like milestones that I hit in my life, I see those happening for you as well. And guess what? At the end of the day, let's say five years from now, you're probably going to be bigger than I am, and that's going to be inspirational <laughs> to me because I'm going to be like, "Wow, she did it. She made it," and that's why I I'm. I'm
3: gonna you next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah that'd be great i don't know so i think like if you just do things you like success will come towards you right so you have to chase exactly. towards like the right thing like you have to have like the right purpose um so it's all yeah, about my purpose really get in tune with side. yourself yeah like i'm just and hoping just... my story can help whoever out there and yeah and that's
2: where it all starts—just wanting to help one person, and it just kind of trickles into this, uh, trickles into this uh, rippling effect where everything just falls into place. Um, we're going to be hopping over to a commercial break real fast. If you want to follow um, Sarah, you could f- follow her at C E dot on Instagram, and you can find me at Mr Leonard Kim. And we'll hop back after this commercial break.
4: Sure, to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica or search for us at Keyword Voice America.
1: channel hear the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers
0: this is grow your influence tree to reach leonard kim or his guest call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree.
2: Hey everyone, Leather Kim back here with Saren C. If you've listened to the first half of the episode, Saren really got into the deep moments within her life that really inspired her to spark that trigger to go out there and start writing and generate over sixty thousand views within her first month of writing content. And that wasn't from me because I told her to do it for four years. It took a different type of event to really push her over that edge to really go out there and write. But she's having this ripple effect where everything's just falling into place, and it's all. driven. From really two different things. One, am I living life the way I should be? And if would I be happy if I left this life without telling my story? The answer to that was no. And two, is how many people could I go out there and help with my story? Even if it's just one person, I want to go out there and share my story so it can just help that one person. And guess what? She's helping more than just that one person. She's helped sixty thousand people who've seen their content go out there and Hopefully improve their lives. So she's really going out there making big things happen. Sarah, what, what's what's going on now? Like, tell me more about this writing process. Like, how do you go out there and formulate what you want to write? How do you formulate what you want to go out there and talk about? Like, what what's really driving all this?
3: Right. You know, for me, it's been. Um, I mean, it's like all of a sudden you're trying to piece together everything in your life. You know, like I've been just reflecting about everything, and also it's just you know writing it's been it's helped me because it's made me aware of you know like the underlying issues like for the longest time i was really confused about my childhood you know like why did this happen why did this happen you know why was i you know in this situation and then so there's a lot for me to still piece together but i've been doing that and hopefully i can you know present it in a way that is organized, you know. So this is basically me just trying to tell the story of my life in bits and pieces by answering questions on Cora. And I like Cora because there's a lot of questions that you could choose from that guide you, you know, with a topic to come mm-hmm. up with. So sometimes I'm scrolling down the feed and I'll see a question. I'm like, "Oh, you know, I relate to this question. I could totally answer it." Instead of just sitting there with, you know, not really like a topic that you really want to start with. Um, so that's my process so far.
2: Nice. So you're going out there, you're just recognizing different topics and you're like, wow, this is something I could definitely answer.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this, like inspire me, like, or this question, you know, I could definitely, you know, uh, write an answer for and hopefully, you know, get my point across. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's it's great. Like the way of answering questions Is it's helping me like kind of organize, like, you know, which topic to answer instead of just, oh my God, where, where, what point in my life should I start from right now, you know? So I've been, I could start from like my childhood and write about that, or I could start from, you know, maybe my after college, like around that era, or I could start about writing about now, which is, you know, for the past two years since I've broken up with my ex, you know, it's only these past two years that I've actually been able to live my own life. Like I feel like these past two years, it's truly me actually living me the way I want to live, you know, and growing from that. And just yeah, because before these two years, I've just been held back, you know, by my parents, my childhood, just, and then you know,
2: my ex. That's it. It's easy to say that you're held back by certain things, and some people don't really know what's holding them back, and they're just like, I can't do it. And you've been held back for a while. Can you kind of describe, like, how exactly you've been held back so other people will be able to be like, oh, she probably had it worse than I did. My small problem of, like, my mom not letting me go to McDonald's isn't that big of a deal, you know? I mean, held back is, you know,
3: when I was a child, I mean... I was always very, I was, you know, very creative. I was always had a lot of goals. Like starting from my parents, like, I mean, parents are going to be parents. You know, they're going to control you. They're going to tell you what to do. So, you know, so I can't really blame them. They're just the way they are. But obviously, like back in the day, I, was, I, I was always very creative and I loved music. You know, I loved singing. I loved the guitar. But my parents were the typical tiger, you know, parents. And on top of that, they didn't know what they were doing. You know, they were immigrants from China. They were just... They were kind of delusional in the way they were thinking. So, for them, it was always... Um, oh shit. Sorry. Um, for them, it was always just, like, what is right. You know, like, only doing things that are... How would you say that are normal? Like, they were scared of anything that seemed, like... You know what I'm saying? So it was like typical. They were scared of like taking
2: risks, like going out there and following a career in the arts. They wanted you to follow something traditional, like be a doctor or a lawyer or something. They were so
3: by the book, which I get it because they're very traditional, you know, very by the book. Like get good grades, go to school, get a job, you know, don't do anything that's going to distract you. So growing up, they took everything away from me that would inspire me or help me grow you know, creatively as a person. Um, Yeah. So they just, you know, it's like, they just never encouraged any form of self-expression. You know, they threw me down for all my opinions. So I grew up with a very low sense of self-worth to say, you know, for the longest time, I really was embarrassed by my voice. Like I never wanted to express my opinions because you know, I was always thrown down, always thrown down, thrown down, thrown down. And then the next thing I know, you know, I attract the guy that's going to keep throwing me down. And I allowed oh it. And then by the time I hit, I think it was 26, I, that's when I kind of, that's when I met you, Leonard. Around that time, I kind of woke up because just serious things happened. And what I meant by getting held back by my ex was he was just so controlling. You know, that's what I'm saying. Don't let anybody hold you back. Like, he basically controlled my life he was very manipulative he was very controlling and you know he made me work for him he financially abused me in a sense that he would um, make me invest in his par- projects you know or his businesses and I trusted him you know he was my boyfriend so I would invest in his companies and by the time I knew it he owed me so much money so I kept thinking if I helped him with this project if it succeeded then You know, if we made money, then I could get paid back. So it turned into this vicious cycle of me trying to help him, not focusing on my own goals, but focusing on his stuff just so I could get my money back. And, yeah, and I, towards the end, I realized, you know what, this guy, nothing's ever going to surface. You know, he just talks big, and I need to cut my losses. So I cut my losses, and I never looked back.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can definitely so, see how that could be so troublesome, especially it's like exactly. being in the so cas- what
3: was, casino. Yeah, and this was his way of controlling me. So I got held back because I always had so much goals and projects and I wanted to do all this stuff. And what happened was I got stuck in the cycle of helping him, you know, and I wasn't able to really focus on my own stuff. And on top of that, mixed with the abuse, it, I, now that I think back, because at the time you're not aware, and at that time I was very naive, I was very young. You know, so I didn't know I was being abused. I didn't know until when I think I was 24. I was on the phone with my therapist. My therapist was like, like, Sarah, like, you got to get out. You are in an abusive relationship. Like, she straight out finally told me. And I was like, and I was like, wait. Oh, wow. Because, you know, for me, was like the way I grew up with my parents and everything. It's like you don't know how to distinguish, you know, between like a healthy relationship between and a toxic one. So I just didn't know that's how naive I was. I didn't know it was in an abusive relationship.
2: And for a I therapist to say that, you have to really be in yeah. one because the therapist isn't
1: going exactly. to say that normally.
3: Exactly. So I thought it was normal to get treated like this, you know? Um, yeah. and basically what happened was, you know, just everything, but I, now they reflect back, I was like, yeah, I was chronically depressed throughout my early 20s while I was with the guy, you know, and that held me back, too, because when you're chronically depressed, you're, you don't have motivation, you know, you're literally just existing, you're not really living, um, so, yeah, so that's, my advice is just, like, don't get help. I just live your life. Do the things that you want to do. Don't ever, ever let, you know, somebody tell you how to live your life or control you in any way. Um, yeah, you have to I be mean, free, right? Ultimately, it's your decision. Yeah, ultimately, you have to be aware of it. It's your decision in the end. And then, you know, you have to look at your situation, like, on the outside. Because what's on the outside is really influenced by what's going on inside of you and I never ever understood that until now because I I mean I'm glad that I actually realized this like I'm still in my late 20s um and I'm not later down the line you know but I was like if I had known this when I was younger you know if I had understood this concept that whatever I see on the outside of my life I'm you know if I'm not happy with it it's because I gotta look inside like there's something Mm -hmm. going on inside you know, because yeah. back then, you used to, I used to always just blame like external problems, like why this is this ha- ha- you know happening to me, like why you know, I don't know, and then
2: kind of like I, that girl who was like looking for a place, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I have a friend that's looking for a place right now, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I kind of have to go through, but um, yeah, she's just a ball of negativity. It's, everything is just. Why is this happening to me? What's gonna, what's wrong? What's gonna go wrong next? And I told her, listen girl, like, your negativity, number one, is very contagious. And number two, it's energy. And then if you're negative, it's just gonna be a domino effect. You're just gonna keep attracting negativity. So that's why nothing is going well for you right now. And I realized for me, why nothing kept going right for me back in the day was because Number one, the way that I was molded. Like, my parents were always very negative people. So, I mm-hmm. grew up not knowing how to think positively. So, everything was always negative. So, what happened, I looked back on my life, was it was one negative thing after another, after another, after another, you know? But yeah. at the same time, you know, all this shit that happened to me really made me learn a lot. I think I needed it. You know, I needed all this... Whatever yeah. happened to me, I mean, it was extreme, but it really... Like I said, it beat the naivety out of me. You know, it beat the ignorance out of me. So I'm a lot smarter now. But, I mean, you have to go through, make mistakes, obviously, to learn. But I obviously learned the hard way. And, um, but yeah, I realized that I just never understood the concept of thinking positive, And it's so important. And, you know, that's why if your life is not going the way you want it to be, you probably have to look into yourself and the way that you're thinking. Very important.
1: And
2: by changing your thinking, like what kind of results are you getting?
3: You know, I started thinking positive and what happened to me is I mean even recently I just became like things are just clear to me now. Like I wanna like you know, I wanna do stuff now. Like I want to pursue my passions. You know, I want to get started instead of just like, oh maybe I shouldn't, you know, I'll do it later. You know? And just in general, I just feel like I've been a lot more motivated, and like people are actually want to ask me for advice now. And, um, yeah, yeah, in general, I just, I just been a lot more like, um, I'm still alive, you know, I just feel like I'm actually living my life now, you know, like I'm not just like. Existing, You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> yeah, like you're day. taking more risks. You're like flying around the world.
3: No, I mean, I've always... Yeah, I've been traveling, but it's to the extent where I... You know, I re- I grasp the concept that, you know, I'm so blessed to still be alive right now. Yeah. You know, I'm so blessed that I'm here. And what happens is that you realize what a gift it is to be alive. And I think once you understand it, you actually that that um, idea into your head, if you actually realize that, I think you are definitely, like, if there's no way, you're not going to start changing yourself. So,
2: yeah, so by pop- believing that your life is a gift, <laughs> instead of just living every single day going, why am I alive? Why, why am I here? What am I doing? You I kind of take appreciation for everything and
3: like, yeah. take ownership of what's Most going things. on, right? I mean, most people don't even think about, like, oh, what's the per. I mean, they do, but I feel like a lot of people, they're just living. You know, they're just living day by day, same routine, day by day, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not really growing, you know, just going on with their regular routine, um, which is fine, like whatever, like, whatever floats your boat, right, your life, whatever makes you comfortable. But I think that once you really grasp, how fragile life is and how you could be gone tomorrow and, you know, and just what a gift it is to be alive. That's when you actually start motivating yourself and you actually start. Like, you start. You begin. You start beginning, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And you, like, I still have a lot of fears, too, but, you know, there's still a lot of things that, like, you know, I have to overcome. Like, I love singing. I love playing the guitar. I still have major stage fright. But I'm making steps towards overcoming that, you know? Um, yeah. So I just bought my first microphone. I know, it took nice. me years. Like me wanted to be a musician, I never even bought myself a microphone. I finally bought myself a microphone, still trying to figure out how to <laughs> set it up. But my next goal is to start posting some YouTube covers. <laughs> so, never too late.
2: Are you, are you gonna do rap? Are you gonna do country?
3: No, man. Of course, my country music.
2: Your country oh. music. You're gonna be rocking out with the stand, barbecue stand on your T-shirt. Hell yeah. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, <there you> <laughs> no, I got, I got some country songs I've been wanting to do, and it's just never really, you know, because it goes back. I feel like your childhood just really molds you. So parents out there, seriously, just, you know, the way your child grows up into adult is very, very affected by how they grow up at, you know, their childhood. Um, For me, it's like, you know, my parents used to make fun of me when I used to play music, when I used to sing.
2: You know? what, what would they say? They would laugh
3: at me. They would laugh did, at me. They, my like, mom, I remember one day, my mom recorded me. After, I, I, you know, this, is that, this was my escape. Because I had such a stressful childhood. Like, country music came later, but just singing and playing the guitar and just music just really... You know, and bought, like, it helped me be in my little zone and helped me escape from all the stress and all the anger and, you know, just everything that surrounded my childhood environment. Um, so I would always say, like, music really saved me, you know. And, yeah, so back in the day, you know, I used to just sing, like, into a bottle just to mute it. And my mom would record me, and she'll call me over. She'll be like, listen to this. And then she'll play, and then she'll laugh. So what happened was that really, really, you know, stuff like that really affects you, especially when you grow up and you're an adult. And, you know, I was just so embarrassed by my voice. But at the same time, I love doing what I do, and I never quit. You know, I never quit. I still sing every day. Um, You know, I just, I'm, I haven't given up. I mean, it doesn't have to amount to anything, but it's just something I enjoy doing. You know, I'm not going to let it, and I've improved a lot. So,
2: but I've seen you singing in your car.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Um. Yeah. So uh, what we'll do right now is we'll hop off to another commercial break. We'll be back shortly. And you can always I follow have... um, siren at ce.ryn on Instagram. Yeah. And you can follow me at Mr. Leonard Kim. And we'll be back after this commercial break.
4: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best
1: Would you like to make more money, help more people, and have more fun? Tune in to Noah St. John's Money Mindset and Marketing Mastery Show because you'll discover the money, mindset, and marketing skills that will help you create the abundant lifestyle you desire. As an international keynote speaker, best-selling author, and thought leader, Noah helps business owners increase their income, influence, and impact. So tune in to Noah St. John's Money Mindset and Marketing Mastery Show live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern noon pacific on the voice america influencers channel change starts here change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel
4: we're making it easier to listen to the voice america talk radio network live wherever you go on iphone blackberry or android download it from the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market
1: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
0: This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now back to grow your influence tree.
2: Hey, welcome back, everyone. Leonard Kim here. Saren had to leave because she had a meeting, and I called her onto the radio at the last minute. But now that she's not here, we can talk about her behind her back, which is what everyone loves to do, right? So I've known her for the last four years, when she was in that abusive relationship, all the way to where she is now, really just changing, not just herself, but changing everything that she's doing with her entire life and influencing others. And this change that I've seen, it's actually quite, been quite phenomenal. When I first met this girl, like she was out there, she was genuine, heartfelt, but you could tell she was just really scared to really break out that shell. And, I'm not one to really make assumptions, but it could be due to that abusive relationship, possibly how she was raised. Like, you could tell she was very sheltered, very shy, like, very scared to really go out there and pursue what was in the outside world. But as we walked through there, she got a little bit braver and a little bit braver, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, she actually made that decision to go out there and leave the her ex-boyfriend, who was negatively influencing her life for so long and when she did that I was like wow this is so amazing that you were able to go out there and stop this from happening more and more because not only was he making her do bad investments he was spending her money he was going out there and basically she was just taking care of him and doing everything and I don't want to talk too badly about this guy, but then he would be saying things that would kind of like make her feel bad and drag her back in. And she was stuck for so long. And it was just crazy how you could see that kind of thing where she was just trapped. But once she broke free, she wanted to go out there and really start doing something. At that time, I'm like, you have this story. And it's a story that would inspire others. You have to really go out there and share it. And she didn't go out there and share anything. And I kept telling her, come on, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. People need to hear your message. And I mean... It's just scary, right, to go out there and tell others what you really have going on. I mean, for me, myself, I was so scared to tell people that I was broke, that I didn't have electricity, that I was about to be homeless and go live with my grandmother. Like I, even when I was living with my grandmother, like people asked me to hang out, and I would make up excuses as to why I couldn't go out because I didn't want them to know that I was living thirty miles away with back with my grandmother, I would just be like, "No, I'm busy I can't make it and I'd just make up excuse after excuse because I was so embarrassed about what was going on in my life and with that embarrassment, I wasn't able to really get anywhere, and I tried to move ahead, I tried to move forward, I tried to do things that would change and reshape my entire destiny, but guess what? Nothing worked, and that was because I kept that shame and kept that embarrassment, and I refused to buy into exactly who I was. I I tried to change my story from what it was to something different, because I tried to change that story and live a lie my life wasn't progressing forward. And it took year after year after year of just going out there earning $16.24 an hour, riding the bus to work, buying sixty case $1.60 quesadilla in the cafeteria, not having any money to go out, just getting drunk every single chance I could because I was so miserable for me to really just wake up one day and go, you know what, I'm living life the wrong way. And that for me, it wasn't even a decision that came from myself. It came from me going out there, breaking my ankle, and having to lay in a sofa for about three months. And guess what? When you break your ankle and you can't move around, you have nothing to do but to think. And at that time, I had to reflect back on why I was where I was. Now, I'm a firm believer that where you are today is exactly where you're supposed to be. And all those decisions that I made in my life up to that exact point forced me to be exactly where I was supposed to be, laying on a sofa living on a sofa with a broken ankle with three months to do absolutely nothing, earning basically no money at all. And within those three months, I'm like, why am I here? So I reflected back on every single decision I ever made, every single encounter I ever had in life, and I pieced it together. And I'm like, oh, I understand why I'm here. It's because I was living life selfishly, only looking out for three people, me, myself, and I. I was going out there trying to um, impact only one person's life and make one person successful, and that was myself. And because I lived so selfishly, I didn't deserve anything to happen. And through those reflections, I had to take it back even further. I was like, wait, now if my selfishness isn't the way to go, was there something, was there a way that I was supposed to live my life? And I got further and further back until I remembered how my grandfather raised me. Every single person who looked at him looked at him with like starry eyes. He was like the star of the show. Every single person loved him. And they would talk to him. He would be over to help them whenever they needed anything. He'd volunteer at the school cafeteria. He'd do so many amazing things. And here I was looking at his life then comparing it to my life. And I'm like, everyone loved him. No one loves me. There's got to be a reason for that. Maybe what I should do is I should start living in Hism is maybe I should go out there and start trying to help other people. But how was I going to do that? I had absolutely nothing. I had no successes. I had a resume full of failures and broken dreams. I never amounted to anything in my life except for being a complete failure. And I was like, wait you know what? No one in life is absolutely useless. You can always serve as a bad example. And at that moment, I looked at my life and I realized that I was that bad example. I needed to go out there and show people what not to do in their lives. Kind of like how Sarah had to go out there and really figure out, what do I want to do? I need, I need to share my story. I need to go out there and impact others' lives. I need to go out there and Make sure that's all documented so I can live a life of giving, live a life where I'm helping other people. Kind of like exactly how she did that, that's kind of what I did too. I was like, I got to go help others so they don't fall into the same traps I did. And at that time, I helped every single person I could. And now, let's see, 2013, May, 2018, January, we're like, what, four and a half years in? My whole life has completely shifted around. I don't have to worry about buying a dollar sixty case of beer over at a cafeteria anymore. I don't have to worry about taking the bus to work. I don't have to worry about anything. I've gone out there and helped so many people that the universe just went out there and reshaped everything for me. Um, I've already been interviewed by Cosmo Magazine, Forbes, and all these different things this year. And we're just at the beginning of the year, and it's only, what, 11 days in. I've already landed more big clients. And things are just happening where my life is just completely shifted around to where my biggest problems are like, what am I going to eat today and what am I going to wear? When they used to be, how am I going to pay for rent? What am I going to do with my life and everything like that? And Catherine's about, or Sarah's about to go experience those same things in her life where she's going to see dramatic change. I mean, for someone to really go out there and write a few pieces of content and have that generate into fifty to 60,000 views within the first month of writing, guess what? She's on the fast track for success. She's really going to go out there and make a difference in other people's lives. She's going to become bigger than I ever could become in my entire life. And I'm proud of her. I'm happy for her. And she's really going out there because she realized with her near-death experience watching her friend Michelle die that, you know what, you only get one life. And in this one life, you have to do everything that you can to make the most of it because guess what, you don't get a second chance. And you have to appreciate every single moment that you have because guess what, if you're not, what are you really living for? It's a really good question to ask yourself. If you're not appreciating every single moment of your life, what are you really living for? Now, as you let that sink in, I mean, it's going to take a few moments to really think about that answer, because guess what? It could change person to person. And you might not even know that right now, but guess what, just like how Sarah went on her soul-searching journey, how I went there on my soul-searching journey, Now, in this brand new year, it's a time for you to go out there and go on that soul-searching journey, too. Because guess what? Each and every single one of us, we have a purpose in life. And that purpose, you need to find it. Because there's greatness ahead of you. There's things in your life that's just going to go out there and ripple. And you're going to look back 10 years from now and be like, wow, I can't believe any of that ever happened you're going to reflect back on this moment, this exact moment when you decided to make that change. You made that decision to go out there and move forward, and you're going to be like, wow, if I never made that first step, I wouldn't be where I am today. But now, don't go out there and imagine what your future is going to be like. Just imagine the next step forward. How are you going to move from, A, thinking I need to go out there to doing something, to going out there and actually doing something? Now, take baby steps along the way. You don't have to go out there and rush and be like, you know what? I'm going to be the biggest thing out there tomorrow because guess what? It's not going to happen that way. You're going to have to take small, tiny steps. You're going to have to make little habits that you could go out there to really have trickle into bigger habits and bigger habits and bigger habits. So what are some things you could do? Start thinking about three things that you're grateful for every single morning. If you start your days off thinking about what you're grateful for, guess what? When something bad happens, you're going to shrug it off and be like, oh, that's okay because I've had a happier morning than what other people have had. Now you could go out there and start exercising 10 to 15 minutes a day. Get your blood pumping. Get out there. Maybe you have to take a nap every single day. Uh, Maybe you want to go out there and... Give two to three people a compliment every single day. What you're doing is you're doing small, tiny things every single day and you're turning them into habits. Another thing that you could do is if you want to go out there and start writing or if you want to make music or you want to be a public figure, go out there and create one video a day, create one article a day, create one core answer a day, whatever it is. Just do one of everything every single day. And guess what? You might not see the results immediately, but guess what? it's going to have a rippling effect where you have a compounding interest built up off all the effort you do. Like for me, the reason that I'm able to go out there and have such low output now is because I put in so much input in the beginning that I still get the ripple effects of it all. People still Google me. People still find my resources. People still go out there and see me as a credible source. Then they come and reach out to me directly for advice, for expertise. The next thing you know, I have more media features. I'm going to be on TV. I mean, all these different things happen. I'm going to be in a TV show, and all these different things are happening just because of all the output that you put out. So if you ever there's something not happening in my life, and I don't know what to do about it, Guess what? It's okay. We all experience it. Even nowadays sometimes I still think, Leonard, guess what? You're such a loser. And I'm like, oh wait, maybe I'm not. And there's moments in life where I have to sit around and think, Leonard, what are you doing with your life? Like it's absolutely normal to do that, no matter how unsuccessful or successful you are. It's just a thing where you have to recalibrate exactly what you're doing so you can figure out how you can move up to that next space. Now Sarah's going out there and she's doing big things. I really would implore you to go out there and follow her on Instagram at ce.ryn or go on Quora and look up uh, C-E-R-Y-N, last name C-E-E. Look up her content and see what she's creating because she's going out there and really making an impact in this world. And, you know, it's so funny because once upon a time, she was inspired by me, but now I'm the one who's really inspired by her. And the journey that she's made in her life, I can't say that I've ever seen someone do something like that so impressively. And I'm going to be the one looking up to her now. And what I have to say is thank you guys so much for tuning in today to Grow Your Own Flint Street. We've had a really heart-touching moment here where um, hopefully if you were listening – you found some inspiration and you know what to do for that next phase in your life. Once again, my name's Leonard Kim. I'm going to be tuning out, and you had Sharon C as a guest here. And thank you for tuning in to Grow Your Influence Tree and we'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at four PM Eastern Time and one PM Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out. Stand apart and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.